and i'm back ladies and gentlemen that's right i'm back it is time for binge and rewind special edition it's a special episode inspired by my soundbite okay uh regarding black history month movies that are not slave movies so yeah i <laughs> yo so i found this um this article okay of a breakdown of 24 true black history movies that were not about slavery and i was like hmm you know what? that seems like a pretty good uh idea to you know add to you know and um in a you know with <laughs> what I want to do and that is basically giving y'all a list of it's now it started off with 15 I was only gonna do 15 however the more I was going through you know the different type of movies and then of course it just I just couldn't stop at 15 so then it went from 15 to 20 to 25 to then 37 and then I was just like I'm just gonna stop at 40 so that is why yesterday it said 35 and now it says 40 okay so i have a list of 40 movies okay for what i call melanin history month all right and they are not about slavery all right they are not about slavery so with that being said we're gonna just dive into it this is not a typical binge rewind episode if you are not familiar with binge rewind i do that every tuesday on stereo so if you are listening to me on other platforms make sure you download the stereo app on android or iphone decorate your avatar as you see fit and follow me e read aka melanin seduction and then hit me in my dms and let me know that you are here so i can follow you back so shout out to you though you know so and if those for you who are not familiar with how we do binge or rewind i typically go through a list of movies and tv shows of what i have watched or currently watching and i give you a you know a breakdown of them for the most part and sometimes i give you some spoilers however this uh for this season we're not doing so much as a lot of spoilers in the main episodes but there will be single episodes where the spoilers will definitely be there unless it is something which is always an exception to the rule unless it is something that at this point of the game we all should have seen it by now so that is when i'm definitely just gonna go run right through and <laughs> spill all the tea okay but for this one it's none of that i'm just going to give you all a list and you can do with the list as you see fit what up dearie what's popping what's cracking what's shaking, shout out to f and g you looking very snazzy in your uh in your new sweater i like that i like it shout out to you thank you for pulling up on your girl all right y'all we gonna go ahead and just get right down to it let me pull up my list close out all these other apps in my phone you know and let me know if y'all have seen this before or if you forgot about that movie or anything like that because i honestly feel like the movies that i chose are definitely a part of the pop culture and are definitely uh black community cult classics you know for us you know exactly so Let's just get down to it. Here is my list, starting with uh, South Side With You. That is the Obama love story. So that is the love story between Barack uh, Obama and his lovely lady, okay? Listen, seeing those two 
together. All I'm going to say is that it is a beautiful movie. All right. And I think that all of us should, you know, regardless of how you may feel about politics, just take that part out of it and just look at the love of it all between Michelle and Barack Obama. And it, it tells the story of how they met when they were young and uh, what they went through. And I think it was just a beautiful tale. So, uh, yeah, so that's the first one that we are naming. All right. Okay. So, uh, let me see. Next on the list is Janet Jackson and Tupac's movie Poetic Justice. Yeah, y'all remember that one. Y'all remember Janet Jackson with the big braids, okay? And we remember Tupac and remember when they all went to the picnic and he was like, Little Lucky, I'm Cousin Lucky. <laughs> so shout out to that movie that is definitely a cult classic so check out poetic justice and yeah y'all you know moving right along now this one i'm gonna have to give a big shout out to uh to submissive tammy because she reminded me of this movie when she mentioned uh something the other day in one of her shows and <laughs> Not only that, I do remember the soundtrack and the soundtrack to this movie. It has one of my favorite songs by 8-Ball and MJG, Space Age Pimpin'. And the movie I am talking about stars Bill Bellamy and Bernie Mac uh, has a cameo in there. And that is none other than How to Be a Player. So, yeah, that is definitely a comedy movie. It is definitely fun, and it just shows Bill Bellamy how he's trying to play the field. So, shout out to that movie. That is definitely a movie I think that if we have not seen it by now, you know, just check it out. It's a little cheesy and corny, but it's still, you know, very fun and light. Uh, and then, of course, another cult classic for the black community, and that is Coming to America, the original one, all right, the one that came out in the 80s starring Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall, you know. And then, of course, we had James Earl Jones playing Eddie Murphy's daddy, King Joffrey Joffre, okay. And this is, of course, the tale, you know, the tale of, you know, finding love where you didn't think you would ever find love before because you don't want to have the love that's forced upon you. You want to find it on your own, you know? So it's a beautiful love story. It's very comical, and it has the most classic lines ever when it comes to cinema. I'm telling you, you really could just, just have a whole side conversation when it comes to coming to America, the original. And, yes, there is a part two, but I did not add that to the list. I'm sticking to the original, okay? Okay, moving on. The next movie is another comedy that I truly enjoy, and that is starring Bernie Mac and Sam Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson and Bernie Mac in this in the comedy Soul Men. It also has the legendary Isaac Hayes that plays in this movie. He does a cameo appearance, and it is a really fun movie. Afion Crockett is in there, and it's a good time. So it takes it. Oh, and then John Legend also. John Legend is also in this movie, and it's basically is following two. Uh, artists that were in a group with John Legend and you know back in the 40 in the 50s or something or the 60s and now one of the members John Legend has passed away they're going to do a big funeral concert and Bernie Mac and uh, Samuel Jackson get on the road to uh, to the you know to the event and they're supposed to be performing and there's all these antics and things that happens in between so it's a really good fun time and then there is so many 
funny scenes, like especially the scene when Bernie Mac pulls up on Sam Jackson to tell him about the idea and they have this little exchange between them. It is funny. I'm telling you, it's it's classic. I don't care what nobody say. So if you have not seen Soul Men, please do yourself a favor and tap into Soul Men, okay? S-O-L-M-E-N, okay? Not to be confused with the 80s movie Soul Man, okay? That's a completely different movie with Ray Don Chong, okay? So not that movie, but Soul Men, okay? So just make sure, I just want to make sure that's clear because I don't want y'all to Google it and then y'all be like, hold on, wait a minute, that's not the same movie. You didn't tell me about that one. So no, not Soul Man, Soul Men, okay? Um, next on the list, oh, this is one of my favorites, okay, I grew up watching this one, okay, this is Brewster's Millions, this is starring Richard Pryor and Cicely Tyson, no, I'm sorry, not Richard Pryor and Cicely Tyson, Richard, that's, uh, Bustin' Loose, uh, this is Richard Pryor and Dan, no, not Dan Aykroyd, what was his name, John Candy, John Candy, that's right, John Candy was his right-hand man, and basically, uh, the plot is this, uh, Richard Pryor's grand uncle, great uncle or something had passed away and he is written into the will and he has the opportunity to have, I believe it's $300 million, but he has to spend $30 million in 30 days and he can't have any assets or receipts of the 30 million that he spends in 30 days. He has to be completely broke the way he started the 30 day challenge and you see all the antics and everything that takes place. It's a really good story and it's really fun and it's all, it's very comical and it has the legendary, you know, of, uh, John Candy and Richard Pryor, and that is just beautiful, and Cicely Tyson. It's a beautiful story. It's really fun. It's very light, but it also makes you look at, you know, yourself in general. So I like it. I like it a lot. All right, so the next one on the list is starring Tay Diggs and none other than the beautiful woman who never ages, okay, Angela Bassett, all right, and then, of course, her best friend played by Whoopi Goldberg, and that is how Stella got her groove back, baby, okay, now that movie right there, listen, that put Tay Diggs on the map, because he was a nice piece fine of chocolate on the screen, okay, nobody had really seen him like that, and Angela Bassett was like, hey, you looking kind of nice, and so she, you know, uh, decided to partake in his uh, <laughs> his companionship, okay? So that is definitely a good movie. If you have not seen it by now, go ahead and check it out. It is an adaptation from a book, all right? So uh, if you want to read the book and then watch the movie or watch the movie and then read the book, I encourage you to do both if you are that kind of a person who loves art in all mediums. So yeah, just have a good time. It's a fun story and it's, it's just beautiful to see a woman, you know, um, finding herself again, being on that journey. And it's just, it's a beautiful tale of not just about, uh, love between the different age gaps, but also just about loving oneself. So, and best friends too, cause you know, there's a whole moment between Angela Bassett and, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. So shout out to them. That's a beautiful story. All right, so the next one on the list, keeping it to the women, all right? Uh, now, this movie right here is, I feel like, is um, an underdog of the movie because it gets overshadowed by the color purple, but I'm put it on the list so that it can get some, you know, a little bit of spotlight, a little bit of shine, and that's Women of Brewster Place, all right? Now, this movie is, it's, I believe it might be two and a half hours, 
Let me double check that for y'all. But Women of Brewster Place follows a, um, a, a group of women that are all within this neighborhood and they look after each other and they are just bonded between what goes on in the neighborhood. And you see the different storylines between the uh, the cast members of the um of the movie and everything that takes place so oprah winfrey is the star of the movie and then there are a lot of other stars that are throughout there that you will recognize and probably having just didn't have never even seen the movie or it just wasn't you know brought to your radar to even attempt to see the movie so yeah women of brewster place it's a really good story if you've ever seen the movie for color girls it's got kind of the same tone, just, uh, I mean, it, it pretty much has the same tone. There's no way to, you know, work around that or even paint that as something else. It, it definitely has the same tone, but it's predominantly, you know, definitely just surrounding, similar to For Color Girls, around the women and everything that they go through, abuse, loss of children, um, you know, uh, uh, homosexual uh, homosexuality because you know there's a lesbian couple and I think that was a beautiful story to tell and it was probably iffy to even put that on screen especially back then in the 80s because it was probably very taboo more than it is today's society but yeah um, it was still a beautiful love story of two women uh, coming together and then standing in their own and standing on their square of what they believe true love is and not backing down from that and then there's this monumental moment um, of just a powerful breakthrough in physical time and I really just implore every woman, every woman of color to watch that movie, you know, and I say every woman because you don't have to be a woman of color to appreciate the, you know, the camaraderie of a sisterhood and coming together and being supportive of one another. Um, so, yeah, so that's Women of Brewster Place. Okay, so the next movie on the, uh, the next one I have on the list now, this is more like a documentary, per se. It came out in 2016, all right? And this is um, the, the documentary called I Am Not Your Negro, all right? Uh, this is definitely an inspiring uh, documentary to break things down, and there, there are a lot of um, clips from James Baldwin. Okay. Uh, James Baldwin is, it's, the, it's his story. It's adapted from a book. And so if you have audible or anything else, or you're able to go and, um, get the book, then I definitely advise you to do that. But it basically empowers the black community of, um, understanding who you are and what you should not have, what you should not allow, um, anyone to do to you and to define who you are, okay? You define who you are. You do not let society or another group of people who choose to want to oppress you define who you are. And I just, I was, I was amazed by it. I enjoyed it. I learned a lot. And then it just ignited me to go down a rabbit hole when I first watched it. So I Am Not Your Negro, adapted from the James Baldwin book. Uh, it is a story by him. So I definitely think y'all should check that out, okay? I Am Not Your Negro. Okay, now this movie is definitely a pop culture classic because Jamie Foxx killed this role. He killed this role, all right? He 
killed it. And y'all should know what I'm talking about when I say uh, he killed this role, all right? Because he did. And it came out in 2004, and it's starring Jamie Foxx, Kerry Washington, Regina King, and many others. And, of course, I'm talking about the biopic movie Ray, all right? Of course, it is uh, It is uh, doing the chronological journey of Ray Charles and how he got started and his marriage and, you know, the, the drugs and everything. And it's just a good sign. I mean, a good story. And let me tell you something. Jamie Foxx did his thing when it came to this, uh, this movie. I feel like this was definitely the film that took his stardom to another level. I think it really, really did. It took his stardom to a whole nother level. And I'm glad that he did this movie. I really am. I'm glad it's a part of um, cinema's uh, history, you know, and it's logs. All right. So the next movie I have on the list is on Netflix. And I believe it's from a stage play. Hold on, let me let me pull this up. It's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, okay? And it is starring Chadwick Boseman. It's one of Chadwick Boseman's, aka you know the Black Panther. It's um it's one of his last roles that he ever did before we lost him to cancer. All right, Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis. She plays Ma Rainey, uh, Taylor Page, and Glenn Turman. There, there are ve- there's a lot of uh, actors in this um, film that is, I believe, it's produced by Denzel Washington, and uh, they just do a phenomenal, phenomenal job. They really, really do. Yes, one of the producers is Denzel Washington, and um, it takes place in Chicago uh, when she is recording her songs and getting ready to, I believe, go on a tour. And I believe it it did it was adapted from a stage play, and because I don't know, Denzel kind of went like a down a rabbit hole, I guess, because you know that's where he gets his training from is from theater, and so uh, yeah, he started tapping into adapting uh, theaters uh, plays into movies, and so I just I like that and appreciate that he brought this to the big screen, you know, and it is based on a true story, so you know, uh, Ma Rainey was a trailblazing blues singer. And yeah, I, I did. I'd never heard of her. So I definitely wanted to add this to the list in case no one had ever, you know, heard of her. So yeah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. All right. Now, this next movie is also a historical movie. And it is um, highlighting, uh, it came out in 2020. And it is highlighting the meeting that happened in Miami between uh, Cassius Clay, who was none other than Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke, and Malcolm X, okay? And these men, they meet up in Miami for one night, and they're, you know, they're having this, um, just this meeting, and it's inspired by true events, and I don't want to really get into what happens in the movie, because um, I feel like it's one of those experiences because we know who these um, who these men are 
individually but to see them in this type of setting i think tells a story all by itself so i really feel like one night in miami it's available on amazon prime please definitely check it out and just open your mind a little bit um it takes place on the night of february 25th 1964 in miami and they discuss responsibility of being successful black men during the civil rights movement so they go a little bit back and forth and everything and it's a good dialogue uh so don't expect a lot of action and all like that it's very it's a very cerebral type of film so you have to definitely be paying attention you could use it as background noise for the most part if you want to i don't i think that that would actually be you know all right um but definitely make sure you check out one night in miami okay y'all we're not even halfway through yet with this list okay so the next movie that i have on the list is another movie based on real events okay um Hold on, let me, let's see. This one came out in 2018. This is called The Black Klansman. Um, it's considered a crime drama, you know, however, there are a little bit of comical parts in there. I will give it that. Some comical parts are in this movie. Um, but The Black Klansman, uh, Ron Stallworth, it, it tells his story as being the first African-American detective to serve in the Colorado Springs Police Department. And he wants to, you know, be that guy in the in the station, you know, and he he decides that he's going to go ahead and just do this wild and crazy thing and infiltrate and expose the KKK. So that is what this man does. All right. Um, it is, it's directed by Spike Lee. So if you are familiar with Spike Lee work, you already know the, the tone and the theme of what this is going to be about, but it's an, I will say this, it's not only entertaining, but it's informational and I can appreciate that, you know, and it, it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's almost like it's a little bit light, lighter, um, for well, no, nah, I guess you could say Spike Lee is good for that. Yeah, I guess it's yeah, it's it's a it's a common Spike Lee production. I would have to give it that because I had to just think about his earlier work. So yeah, it's a little bit like um like his earlier work. So yeah, check that out, Black Klansman. Um, uh, and I think it's worth it. It's worth it. So check that out, Spike Lee movie. The next uh item on the list now this is not a movie this is a tv show it's a series but it is hilarious and it's animated and i had to put something on there that would i just i just didn't feel right not having something animated on there because we definitely our our people can do animation too all right and we are good at it and so therefore shout out to the boondock all right, that was on Adult Swim. If you are not familiar with the Boondocks, you know, is how could you not be, yo? Like they made fun of everybody. Okay, everybody. There's four seasons. It originated in 2004. I mean, uh 2005. You can watch all episodes available on HBO uh Max, okay? And you can check it all out. You have um the voices of Regina King, Cedric Yarbo, 
you know, Gary Anthony Williams, John Witherspoon. Y'all know who John Witherspoon is as Pops from Friday, right? Uh, Jill Talley, Charlie Murphy, Samuel Jackson, Mark Hamill, Ed Asner, okay? Uh, there's just, it's just comical, okay? And even though Pops has passed away, I believe and I got hope that they will listen to me when I tell you, Gruber, Listen to me, Gruber. I need you to talk to Jennifer Lewis. I feel like Jennifer Lewis would be a phenomenal addition to the cast, and she could play uh, Granddad's sister and then be the ones to look after Riley and his brother. I think that would definitely work out. I think that would do it because... It just makes sense. And she's already wild the way that she is. And I feel like Huey and Riley would have a good rapport and back and forth um, with Jennifer Lewis. So, and mind you, I mean, it's Regina King doing the, the voices. So I think it'll be just absolutely perfect. I think that would be a good fit. So Gruber, I need you to go ahead and call Jennifer Lewis and tell the, 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 the mother of Hollywood, the Hollywood mother, that she needs to be the sister and uh, <laughs> the great aunt of Huey and Riley. Okay? I need y'all to do that for me. Thank you very much. All right. So the next movie is starring Michael Jai White. All right. And this is supposed to be um, a satire black exploitation film, and it is starring Michael Jai White as Black Dynamite, okay? Uh, this movie is super fun. If you've never experienced a black, uh, black exploitation movie back in the 70s, if you've never seen one, then, you know, dip your toe in the, in the pool when it comes to uh, Black Dynamite, because this will give you kind of an idea, you know, in a more comical way, right? However, it, it kind it definitely will enlighten you as to what those that genre of film looked like back then. You know the dialogue, the scenery, the clothes, everything. So I thought it's a beautiful depiction, and they did a good job. Michael Jai White is crazy, and it and I love one of my favorite scenes is when they're um, Michael Jai White is in his office and he's talking and. In, you know, when they're making movies and they have the microphone that is uh, that is just above the actor's head so they can pick up the, the volume. And, yeah, you can see it in the, in the screen. So I, I like it because they it the, the movie makes fun of itself, you know, it makes fun of itself. So, yeah, Black Dynamite. Check that one out. All right, so this for all my hip-hop heads, all right, and all my West Coasters out there. This is straight out of Compton, talking about the, uh, the rap group, the gangsta rap group, N.W.A., all right, the pioneers of gangsta rap um, with, uh, you know, Easy e and Dr. Dre, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what it was back then, and we get to see their journey when they got into the music industry and what they went through and what they were able to accomplish uh, being in the industry and what imp what major impression they left, okay? Because I don't care what you say. You walk up somebody, you say, hey, uh, you know some NWA within our community more than likely or just any, if, if they're a real hip-hop head, they'll know exactly who NWA is, okay? Niggas with attitude, all right? So, uh, yeah, check out Straight Outta Compton. And Dr. Dre's son actually... Um, 
No, I'm sorry, not Dr. Dre. Ice Cube's son. Ice Cube's son is the one who actually plays his father. So I thought that was absolutely dope because he do look like his daddy. He do. He do look like his pappy. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Straight out of Compton. It's worth the watch. Okay? Shout out to all my hip-hop heads. All right, so this movie is definitely a horror film. Uh, shout out to Jordan Peele. It was his first uh, movie that he had dropped. Well, no, I'm sorry. Uh, it was the second movie, I believe, he dropped on us, right? Because I think Get Out was first, and then Us was second. And Us, whoo, now I'm going to tell you why I chose Us uh, instead of, you know, get out. I chose us because of course it's an all melanated cast and it shows the family and what they were going through and, um, you know, and trying to stay alive, you know, and then the whole alternate universe thing pops off. And I also just appreciated the fact that Jordan Peele used some Bay area music to be the theme song for the movie. You know what I'm saying? I got five on it by the loonies out of oakland you know what i'm saying is a part of this film you know when it comes to the soundtrack so i'm here for it so i had to put that on the list because i'm always represent the bay when i need to represent the bay you feel me shout out to the bay area so yes uh jordan peele did a great job telling this story and there's a whole lot of gems so this is one of those movies you watch it and then you can go on youtube and deep dive and go down this rabbit hole of um rabbit pun intended um you can go down this rabbit hole of and when you watch the movie you'll understand why i said rabbit pun intended um (laughs) of what little gems were left in the movie because there were a lot of little gems that were throughout the entire movie and if you didn't pick up on them youtube is going to be a great resource to go back and check that out okay um and moving oh this is another uh this is more of like a satire horror film but it was still i mean and they do have sequels but the first one the original one is the one i definitely grew up with and always remained in my head of certain scenes okay and that is tales from the hood that has three dudes going to a funeral home to pick up something and it don't turn out to be what they think it is okay and it is super creepy it is an anthology movie and for those who don't know what i mean by anthology it's similar to like how um what's that what's that series um american horror story and how each season has a different story so in this movie the funeral director he tells different scary stories to the gentlemen who are in the establishment. So, check that out if you want to laugh and be creeped out all at the same time. It's going to satisfy all of your needs when it comes to that. Okay? So, yeah, that was that's Tales from the Hood. Um, now, this other movie, I recently saw this one. I did do a review on it. Uh, I found this on a fluke on netflix i was watching something else and you know at the at the bottom when it's you know gives you suggestions of more like this this movie popped up called sorry to bother you and i was like oh wow okay so lakeith stanfield all right is the star of this uh movie and terry cruz plays his uncle and it's it's a dark comedy 
basically. And it's about capitalism in its truest form and how, you know, um, society depicts it and depending on what side you're on, if you're for it, if you're against it, you know, it touches on all of that. And then there's this really weird twist at the end of the movie. So yeah, definitely check that out. Um, the movie is called Sorry to Bother You. It is available on Netflix. And so yeah, it's it's an interesting movie. Be open-minded when you watch it. I'll say that. Be open-minded. Don't go into the movie with any intentions or nothing like that. Just sit there and watch. <laughs> oh, and I do recommend to sit and watch. It's not background noise, but it is definitely um a good a good time. I say that. It's a good time. Okay. Uh, the next movie is also, it's an animated movie and it's came out, um, I believe in 2020, I believe it was 2020 when it came out when we were in the pandemic. Uh, yep, it was, it was in 2020 and it's the animated feature called Soul. I don't know if anybody's ever watched this, but if you haven't watched it, it doesn't matter what age you are. This is a movie for all ages to just be able to understand this the like your spirit and what your soul um listening to your soul and your spirit and what it wants and being true to yourself and just being open and not trying to put yourself in a box or only feel like it has to be this direction or nothing at all you know and i just i loved it i cried a little bit i ain't gonna hold you and then i watched it with my little one she liked it it's a fun time and then it shows you know um a black man in a jazz club you know and this the music of it so i definitely recommend watching it with their children um to open them opening them up to different music genres and different types of uh dialogue because it, by watching the movie there should be a dialogue that happens between you and your children you know um i feel like this movie definitely opens up the door for that to happen so i encourage it absolutely the movie is called soul it's available on h i mean hbo <laughs> disney plus so check that out okay or if you have to rent it rent it whatever you need to do now this next movie coming up it's also on netflix okay and this is starring eddie murphy who plays none other than dolomite okay <laughs> dolomite if y'all don't know who dolomite is this goes back to the black exploitations and stuff now dolomite was known to have like all these different little limericks and stuff and you know just this smooth way of talking you know and just the he made some uh albums that were very very raunchy he uh the covers were raunchy but yet he definitely made a name for himself and is an absolute legend okay dolomite is a legend and eddie murphy decided to step into the role of playing dolomite and i think eddie murphy did a great job i really do the movie came out in 2019 um you have uh and dolomite originally is uh played by rudy ray moore Okay, that is the original Dolomite. So I just, I'm glad they did a tribute 
to Dolomite. And I appreciate comedians and actors who choose um, comedians and actors before my time to highlight them and depict them on screen so that their legacy is there on film forever. Ever and I appreciated it because I've seen um, some Rudy Ray Moore films, <laughs> and Eddie Murphy did a great job depicting Rudy Ray Moore. I ain't gonna hold you; he did a good job. He did a good job. So I would do this if you watch Black Dynamite, then turn around and watch Dolomite is my name. Just watch them back to back. You'll have a really good time with it. Okay, uh, we're going to keep it funny, and since I uh, talk, just talked about Rudy Raymore, I'm going to talk about a comedian who used to quote Dolomite all the time, and that is the actor Robin Harris, may he rest in, co- in funny comedy piece, okay, because Rudy Raymore, I mean, Robin Harris play did the voice of Robin on the animated feature movie Bebe's Kids. Okay, that came out in the 90s. Now, I know a lot of us remember Baby Kids. We don't die. We multiply. Okay, that's <laughs> that was the issue. Shout out to uh, Robin Harris, okay, and Vanessa Campbell, who um, played uh, the, the love interest, okay, and they had a little um, cap session and Back when I say cap, I don't mean the terminology of cap and how we use it in today's language, okay? Urban dictionary. I'm talking about capping as if they're, you know, dragging each other. They roasting each other with your mama jokes, okay? Your mama so dumb, she thought a quarterback was a refund. Your mama so dumb, she th- it was chilly outside, she went and got a bowl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It gives you all of that. So it's a really fun time. Uh, Baby's Kids, it's a good film. I don't, I, I wouldn't actually recommend it, watching it with the kids, um, unless you feel like they are mature enough to handle it. Because I don't want your kids to be um, influenced to do anything they wouldn't normally do. So, yeah. And if you've ever heard the terminology anywhere around where people be like, oh, them is Bebe's kids. When you watch the movie, you'll understand where that came from. Okay? You'll understand. Now, here's another classic movie. Uh, This is one of my favorite movies. And the song alone, I love bumping the song. It is a 70s uh, cult classic movie. And this is called Car Wash. Working at the car wash. That you know what I'm saying? So listen, the uh car wash movie is hella dope. It's a fun time. It shows what happens at a car wash. Okay, the movie came out in 1976. Uh and it stars, you know, quite a few people that we know, like we've seen before. You know, Richard Pryor, Franklin Ajay, George George Carlin, Bill Duke, uh, Tracy Reed, um, Garrett Morris, okay? There's just a lot of uh, recognizable faces in this, and we probably didn't even know what they looked like when they were young. But Car Wash is going to show us that. The Pointer Sisters make a cameo appearance. They play the the basically the little mini choir singing behind Richard Pryor because Richard Pryor plays a, a pastor. All right. This is a... <laughs> This is a good movie. Check it out. It's a fun time. And I feel like you could actually have it as background noise. 
it's a good date movie. It's a good movie if you have friends over just to throw something on. It's a good movie to have on, like, you know, like if you're cleaning up or something, and you don't really just have to sit down or want to sit down to watch and you're a little busy. You want to multitask? Car wash is it. It definitely is. You know, it's a really, really, really good time. All right. Let's see. What is next? See, I told y'all. I told y'all. Okay. So this one right here, I cried a little bit. And I feel this was definitely uh, Jennifer Hudson's coming out role. Even though she won uh, American Idol, this movie right here definitely put her in everybody's faces and what type of caliber she brings to the entertainment industry. And Beyonce did a great job. Jamie Foxx did a great job. Um, just everyone that was absolutely involved in doing this. Uh, and that is the movie Dream Girls. Okay, Danny Glover is in this film. Uh, it it follows the story of, uh, you know, a group that was definitely similar to another girl group back in the 70s okay but it basically tells their you know um a depiction of their backstory and what they went through and um uh cadillac records and stuff like that and it show it teaches you about payola and what the music industry pretty much has not changed a lot when it comes to how it treats its artists and what you have to go through and what the expectations are, it's not too far-fetched. Even though that, you know, um, uh, all of that happened, they're depicting something that happened back in the disco days. Even in today's music industry, it's, again, it's really just not that much different. So it is definitely educational and, once again, entertaining, to say the least. But it's more so a musical, more than it is just a dramatic movie. It is more so a musical. So for all of my musical lovers out there who love show tunes and like to put on, like, a little concert or something, check it out. Make sure you watch Dreamgirls, okay? Definitely make sure you watch Dreamgirls. It's a fun time. It can be a little long, but the length of the movie is worth it. I promise you that. And then Eddie Murphy is in this movie. Oh, Jimmy got so. Jimmy got so. Jimmy got S-O-U-S-O. Like, listen, that is lit. Oh, that is lit. That is so lit. Okay. Uh, What's next on the, the list? Oh, okay. Speaking of musicals and music and all of that, we're just going to go right into Dave Chappelle's uh, featured film called Dave Chappelle's Block Party. And there's not really no premise or plot to this because it's not a regular movie. It's basically a documentary of Dave Chappelle getting all of his favorite artists, getting uh, find, having a stage in the middle of a neighborhood, inviting the neighborhood, and having a huge-ass block party. You know, Jill Scott is there. The Roots are there. Uh, it's just a, oh, my gosh, the music alone. This is one of those movies, yes, put the movie on and just let it play. Just let it play. You don't got to sit there and necessarily watch it because it's like having the radio on but different or having a playlist but different. You know, it's the playlist of Dave Chappelle. So I bet you in today, like if this movie would have came out today, I bet you that's probably what it would have been called. You know, (laughs) the playlist of Dave Chappelle. Um, But yeah, man, check that out. It's It's fun. And I bet you you sing and dance. I bet you you do. Um, 
But this this next movie, now this other this this guy right here, he wasn't dancing, but he definitely was talking. He definitely was uh getting his flow on while he was getting his hustle on. And that is none other than the movie Hustle and Flow, starring Ter uh Terrence Howard and Taraji P. Henson. Okay. <laughs> Come on now. Before that was Lu Lucius and Cookie, you know, they were the <laughs> the crazy what would seem to be toxic type couple that <laughs> that is of hustle and flow okay so dj all right dj is played by terrence howard and uh you know he's pushing 40 years old and he wants to be able to just get into this rap game and be serious about it. And Anthony Anderson and um uh the other oh hold on I forget his name because he is super funny. Um oh DJ Qualls. So uh DJ Qualls and Anthony Anderson they go ahead and they assist him in making this music. Whoop that trick whoop that trick okay so if y'all have heard that heard that song okay the reason why you absolutely know that song is because I believe it was produced by, I think that was 8-Ball MJG. I think. I think that was 8-Ball MJG. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me see. Independent. Best Oh, I won a lot of awards. As a matter of fact. A lot. Huh. Oh, no, I'm sorry. These were nominations. Okay, I'm looking at it like, wait, what? So, yeah. um, They had a lot of nominations for this movie. But it was an absolutely great movie, though. It really was. Because it was gritty. It was. It felt authentic. It felt true to form when it comes to uh, any... Uh, you know, adult of that age wanting to follow and pursue their dreams. And what I feel like a lot of people misunderstand or don't take into consideration is the fact that there are a lot of successful um, entertainers that didn't really get, you know, popular until like they were in their 40s, maybe even 50s. The woman who plays... um the the elder on black panther okay i think she's like 60 something or 70 something and that was her breakout role you know so it doesn't matter your age you can do it all you can do it all you know but yeah um juicy j and dj paul yes that's what it was they won for best song um for whip that trick on hustle and flow so make sure you check that out hustle and flow and to keep the music pumping with the drums and everything we're gonna go to college and we're gonna talk about drumline you know starring nick cannon you know the one who wants to keep popping out babies all the time so yes uh nick cannon with this is one of his breakout roles okay that is definitely an imprint in a lot of our minds drum uh drum line okay and especially the scenes where they're on the field and he's competing with the other drummer and uh he um you know he drums on the other drummer's 
drum and then there gets this big old brawl and fight and everything and it just talks about determination and showing up for yourself and not slacking off not procrastinating and doing what needs to be done for the greater for the greater good and what it means for the whole and working as a team and not just trying to have your pride be in the way and just do you okay you are part of a team you are part of a group so therefore you need to work with us and not against us because it's not all about you no matter how good you are okay so that's what i liked about drumline now the next series that i'm going to talk about is pose fx networks legendary show legendary 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 okay it is pose it is three seasons it originated in 2018 and it is starring none other than the wonderful billy porter and dominique jackson and michaela rodriguez okay it is a oh my goodness it just follows all of these um uh, members of the ballroom community and what it looked like in the late 70s, early 80s. And it is just giving everything. So for y'all who are not familiar with what ballroom is, you've never seen legendary, you don't understand it. And I don't mean ballroom dancing like the tango and the waltz and the jitterbug and stuff like that. Whatever you're doing at the Arthur Murray Dance Studio, I'm not talking about that. This type of ballroom is completely different. This is for the girls, okay? This is for the girls. So um, definitely check it out. If you have not understand this, each episode is just over and it's just about under an hour. It is definitely deep. It is definitely dramatic, but it's also a lot of fun. The design, the setting, the authenticity of making it look like of where it was supposed to be. Because at the end of the day, this would be considered a period piece. And that just basically means of the setting and time in which the show or movie is being portrayed in. And so, like I said, this is taking place in the late 70s, early 80s. You know, it even talk, it even highlights um, what the world went through at the beginning of the AIDS uh, epidemic. So, um, just m- pandemic, I'm sorry. So just make sure you definitely be patient. I don't recommend binging it unless you are up to that because there are some episodes that can be very, very heavy, very heavy, and might even be somewhat triggering. So just be mindful of your surroundings, make sure you have a good support system, make sure that you are ready to dive into it. And at any given time that you feel like it is too much for you, do what you need to do for your uh, mental health and just take a break from it, okay? I would not, you know, um, encourage you to force yourself to just finish it all the way through, okay? Um, And it should definitely be able to open up some dialogue if you watch it with others, and just be open-minded with it and not so judgmental, okay? Be open-minded with it. So that is the series Pose, and once again, it came out in 2018, and there are three seasons on it. There are three seasons. Okay, the next show. All right, y'all, we make we done made a dent on this list of 40. Okay, we done made a dent in here. So, yeah, we almost done. Whew, thank you. All right, I didn't realize just 
breaking all of these down, I was like, oh, I can see. Now I'm glad I stopped at 40. Could you imagine if I said, oh, my goodness, the top 100? Yeah, this that would have had to been a two-parter show. You know, that would have had to been two parts. Oh, see, I ain't going to hold you. So uh, the next uh, series that I'm going to uh, recommend as, uh, a, you know, something that has you know, highlights us, but has nothing to do with slavery. And that is the Black Lady Comedy Sketch Show. Is that it? The Black Lady Sketch Show on uh, HBO. Okay, listen, this, (laughs) it is uh, produced by Issa Rae. Um, And if y'all don't know who Issa Rae is, she is the one um, that... She is the one that was in Insecure. She is the star and creator of Insecure. And she created this. Now, the Black Lady Sketch Show is three seasons in. So you can catch up on all of them. Each episode is about 30 minutes. And it's basically, if you grew up with In Living Color, it's basically four hilarious, talented black women giving what In Living Color gave us. So it's almost like In Living Color like walked or crawled so that the black lady sketch show could completely run and take over. Okay. And it's a lot of fun. There's also like a whole side story that happens in between the sketches. Um, And now there are definitely some things that we have to laugh at ourselves as humans about, but there's definitely sketches where it's like, Oh yeah, I know somebody like that. It's very relatable. Very, very relatable. Uh, there are a lot of cameos that are in this. Bob the Drag Queen makes a cameo. Um, there's, there's several others. All I'm going to say is that you definitely need to check this out. And I appreciate that. Um, Robin Thede and Issa Rae. I'm glad that Issa Rae greenlit what Robin Thede wanted to do. And Robin Thede is uh, one of the main creators of uh, the Black Lady Sketch Show. So make sure y'all check that out. I'm hoping that there will be a season four. Um, Hopefully we might get that in the springtime, early summer maybe, hopefully. Uh, But yeah, but in the meantime, you can definitely catch up on demand on HBO. Okay, so this movie is super fun since we're talking about and celebrating the ladies. Uh, this is a classic movie with Halle Berry. This is probably Halle Berry's most goofiest role she's probably ever done. And I do mean goofiest role, okay? <laughs> Just goofy. Um, this movie came out in 1997 and it's called BAPS, okay? <laughs> It's called Babs. It's starring Halle Berry, Bernie Mac, Martin Landau, Natalie DeSalle, uh, Anthony Johnson is in here, uh, on Love, Dennis Rodman, um, Leon, okay, uh, makes some cameos. It's just a good time. It is. Uh, you can actually, I believe you can find it on Tubi. Um, I think you can find it on Tubi. And I believe BAPS is supposed to stand for, I think it's it's supposed to be uh, Black American Princesses. That's what it stands for. Black American Princesses. All right. The film is directed by uh, Robert Townsend. And it's funny. And now that I, I uh, learned that it was filmed by Robert Townsend, I can understand the goofiness. I totally can. If you've ever uh, watched any of Robert Townsend's body of work, 
uh, Meteor Man. Yeah, Goofy. Yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> made a lot of sense. Just saying, made a lot of sense to me. So yeah, make sure you check out Halle Berry, uh, Martin Landau starring um, in the movie Baps and um, uh, Natalie Desell. And rest in heaven, heavenly peace to Natalie Desell. Um, it was it was crazy that you know we lost her, but um, you know I'm pretty I'm, I'm praying that her family has peace. And Babs will forever be in our hearts, and I'm glad that we got the opportunity to see her, you know? And all the other actors and actresses that, you know, that I were on the list of movies and shows that I have been given, and they are no longer with us. So I just I just want to say, if they can hear my voice up to the heavens, thank you for what you provided for us and what you did for us by entertaining and showing up because you could have been doing something else, but you decided to be in front of the camera. And thank you. You did a great job. Um, now, the next movie is super fun. It's, a, it's definitely a cult classic. And that is Sister Act. We gotta love uh, Whoopi Goldberg as Dolores Van Cartier, <laughs> the lounge, the Vegas lounge singer. Okay, um, and Harvey Keitel playing the gangster who wanted to murder her because she ended up seeing a crime taking place and he felt like he needed to take her out. Okay, and it's just really funny watching this, this, <laughs> this chocolate black woman who is a lounge singer in Vegas, okay, singing um, a girl group uh, medleys, all right, then have to be in the habit and join the coven. I mean, the covenant. I said covenant. The covenant. <laughs> My bad. No offense to the to the Catholic Church, okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was just funny to watch her actually then embrace what she was doing okay it was one of those i'm gonna be stubborn i don't want to be here you know like the little kid who be having their arms folded and be all like tight tight lipped and being like no i don't want to go i don't want to do it and then they start to see stuff happening and they start to open up a little bit more and a little bit more and then all of a sudden they're just engulfed in everything and now they've made connections and they're bonded with everybody and now they don't want to leave now they just care about everybody so that's that's the story that we see when it comes to um the connection and bonding and growth of friendship when it between the ladies um the nuns Kathy and Jimmy is also a part of this cast it is just a beautiful story matter of fact hold on Maggie Smith okay and for y'all know who Maggie Smith is don't play with me y'all like Maggie Smith who Maggie Smith uh the, the lady who's in uh, Harry Potter. Hello, that lady. So, yes, um, and it's just a trip. Oh, and matter, matter of fact, not only is she in Harry Potter, but she also plays, uh, she also was in Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah, Downton Abbey. So, I'm just saying, we know who she is. That's definitely a legend on the screen, and I'm glad she's still alive and kicking to keep bringing us more. And Whoopi Goldberg did a great job as Dolores Van Cartier so much that she gave us a sister act, too. You know, and shout out to Lauren Hill on that one. Now, I didn't put that on the list, but let's just, I didn't put it on the list, but let's just pretend that I did because I mentioned it. Okay? So, yeah, check out Sister Act 1 and 2. Get a two for one. And keeping it going with uh, 
with Whoopi Goldberg. Okay, listen, I'm a Whoopi Goldberg fan, okay? Um, don't judge me. And the reason why is because I remember watching her uh, HBO comedy stand-up special uh, when I was a kid and understanding everything that she was saying, being a dark-skinned woman you know, and some of the stuff, it just was hidden, and mind you, I wasn't, I don't even think I was in the double digits yet, or I might have been in double digits, I don't know, I just know I was young, and I watched it, and then I understood what she was saying, and I just been following her ever since, um, and so this movie right here, my mom had recorded it on a VHS tape. Y'all remember, for y'all who are old enough to remember VHS tapes, and you could record like three movies on one tape, okay, yeah, my mom recorded uh, <laughs> Jumpin' Jack Flash, and I was so here for it. I used to watch that movie over and over and over and over and over, okay? HBO used to play the mess out of that movie back in the 80s, and um, it's Whoopi Goldberg and one of her funniest roles, at least to me, where she works for a... She works for a company, and she ends up getting somehow intertwined into this spy uh, action that's going on, you know, with the KGB or something. And it's just a lot. And we get to see her being completely clueless, but still being, of course, the hero of the film, okay? And it's a cute little love story. Well, it's not really a love story, but there is a love interest Okay, uh, which of course is the spy who is Jack. Okay, Jack. And she goes out of her way to help Jack to make sure that he can get back home safely. And the only way for her to do that is to go out on these different um, little, uh, what would you call them? Uh, missions. Yes. Going on these little missions so that she can get the information and figure out why Jack is not able to go home. You know what I'm saying? Like Jumping Jack Flash was definitely what it was. It was giving. It was giving. So yes, I love that movie. I will always recommend that movie. Even if you there is nothing else to watch. Jumping Jack Flash is like what Mary Poppins said um, is equivalent to what Mary Poppins said about supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, okay? When you don't know what to watch, just watch Jumpin' Jack Flash, okay? All right. You won't go wrong. Uh, the next movie is on the list because I feel like it uh, tells the story about what the black family unit represents and what it was back when I was growing up and the generations before me and what I feel like society needs, especially in the black community needs now, you know, when it comes to what this movie shows. And that is Tyler Perry's uh, movie, Medea's Family Reunion. Okay. Not the play, but the movie. Now, I don't, I, I'm not against the play. I love all of Tyler Perry's plays. However, I feel like the difference between other Tyler Perry plays and movies, um, it definitely stays close, true to form. However, I feel like Medea's Family Reunion, the movie, it gave a more heartfelt, um, compassionate 
scenes as to what the family looks like when we come together at a family reunion, you know, and how we just have a good time and we just loving on each other and we mingling and bonding with one another that we have probably never seen, never met. And you just be like, oh my goodness. And then to have Cicely Tyson be there. And then there was another uh, older woman who um, was the matriarch of the family, and Cicely Tyson gave a wonderful speech, you know, and I just, I appreciated the movie. I did. I pre- It reminded me of what it was like when I was growing up with my family, especially during the holidays and during the summer, and just what it entailed to have so much love and support and have that kind of a village around you you know, and yeah, so I definitely wanted to put Tyler Perry's Medea's family reunion movie on the list. I just felt like I had to. Um, okay, so let's see, moving on. Okay, so this one, there's definitely a lot of happening going on at this house. And it definitely got a little wild and crazy. Somebody had even broken the toilet. You know, somebody was bumping the DJ table and switching up the music. You know, the DJ had horrible breath called drag. You know, they said he had dragon breath, you know, but it was a really dope dance scene that a lot of us still do the dance when it's um, you and another person and you do the little uh, the little steps with your feet. You feel me? And then you lock your feet together and you dance around in a circle. Do you know what movie I'm talking about now? Do you get it? They even did a remake. I, I, I'm not watching the remake. I'm not even going to hold you. I'm talking about the original House Party. Okay? Nothing will beat the original House Party starring Kid and Play, Tisha Campbell, okay, and Martin Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. Quit playing with me. Quit it. You've got to check out the original House Party. If you plan on even thinking about seeing the new House Party, watch the first one first don't watch the second one first okay it's kind of like if you go to disney world first and then go to disneyland no you go to disneyland first then you go to disney world okay um however in this instance it would actually be different because i feel like house party one is disney world and this new version is just going to be disneyland okay uh, it might even be carnival-like because from what I have been told, now this is not supposed to be reviewing anything, but I just didn't get, uh, have not heard any good reviews of the newest house party. I think it's because of the title of it, you know. Um, I think it definitely could have been t- titled something else. Like, I've seen the previews. I saw the trailer in the movies. I just think it could have been titled something else instead of House Party. I don't feel like it really depicted that. But I'm not here to talk about the new House Party. I'm here to tell you about the old House Party. And that is definitely on the list for a good time and is a movie that has nothing to do with slavery. And, again, we have Robin Harris on the list because robin harris plays kid's daddy who goes looking for him at play's party and he runs into the dude with the jerry curl and he say follow the drip follow the drip follow the drip (laughs) ah shout out to robin harris so you know what i recommend this watch a house party you know and see robin harris and all like that right and kid and play and tisha campbell and them right and then turn around and watch baby's kids and then watch robin harris be 
the star of the movie. Okay, then watch that. You'll have a very, very wonderful time. <laughs> I promise you, you're going to laugh. Either way, you're going to have a good time. You're going to laugh. Um, and you're going to laugh at this next movie, too. Because, once again, it's another Eddie Murphy movie. Like, how could you not laugh at some of these Eddie Murphy movies? But I, just like I felt like Baps was Halle Berry's goofiest movie, I feel like this movie is Eddie Murphy's goofiest movie. And I am here for all of it. And he comes in true form and fashion like he did on The Nutty Professor uh, <laughs> for Norbit. Like, y'all don't understand. Who Cat Williams is on here. Beth. Bed. Bitches and beyond. Like, bruh. I'm going to show you how a bitch go down a slide. Okay, so Norbit is basically, okay, you have um, Norbit as a kid. He ends up getting bullied into basically being the boyfriend to um, a bully named Rasputia. And he, she just basically bombards him and makes, you know, uh, she basically handcuffs him to the, for the most part emotionally. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if even probably sometimes physically every now and then. But she... Uh, bullied him into being her boyfriend and then into being her husband. And yeah, Terry Crews, uh, once again mentioned on you know a, a movie or whatever to watch. Um, he plays uh, Rasputia's uh, brother, and Rasputia is none other than Eddie Murphy in a fat suit. Okay, like, <laughs> like, bruh. Bro, like you don't understand. <laughs> um, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Um, it's considered a, a a comedy romance. Um, but it's starring it's starring so many people. <laughs> Power tap. Now I'm thinking of all these goofy scenes. Cause Marla Wayans plays this exercise instructor, and he he combined aerobics with tap dancing, so it's called Power Tap. <laughs> And just the way he be talking be hella funny, yo. So the movie starred Eddie Murphy, Tandy Newton, Cuba Gooding Jr., Eddie Griffin, Marla Wayans, Terry Crews, Charlie Murphy, Cat Williams, Lester Spite, Clifton Powell, um, Kristen Shaw, uh, oh yeah, and then Eddie Murphy even plays, <laughs> he even plays his own adoptive father. <laughs> Like a big blow hole. <laughs> She's a big hole. <laughs> Bruh. I, you know what? I'm finna do a watch party. I'ma do a watch party. We watching Norbit. We are gonna watch Norbit here on stereo. That's it. I've already I made the decision. We are gonna do that. I'm we're gonna watch Norbit. Screw that. We gonna watch Norbit. <laughs> So, yes, make sure you check out Norbit. It is definitely on the list of 40 movies and TV shows that are not about slavery. Okay. The next on my list is based off of true events. Um, this movie is called The Banker. Um, now, I watched this movie on uh, Apple TV. 
I don't know if it's available anywhere else, but that's where I watched it at. And it's um, it's based on true events uh, taking place in the 1960s. And uh, two entrepreneurs, um, uh, they have this business plan to fight the the housing um um, not what well, I don't want to call it the crisis, but just the um, the integration so that people can have equal opportunity to, you know, have a house, you know what I'm saying? And so these two black men, they decide to go into business and, you know, do what they need to do to be able to make everything fair for those who want to enjoy a home and not have to be pushed out a neighborhood or anything like that. So The Banker is a really good film. Again, I've only been able to know that it's, I think it's only available on Apple TV. So if you have access or able to watch it, then I definitely encourage you to, because um, it's, <laughs> I liked it. It's not super, um, it's not very action-packed. It's more cerebral and a lot of dialogue for the most part. But the movie is starring Anthony Mackie, Samuel L. Jackson, Nia Long, Jesse T. Usher. Um, who else is on here? Oh, Gregory Allen Williams. Oh, Rhoda Griffiths. Oh, that's that lady's name. I never knew what her name was. See, now I know. Okay. Uh, and Nicholas Holt. Okay, he's also in this film. Um, and a lot of these people you would definitely recognize. So I, this is definitely on the list because it's about empowering black people in the financial, uh, for financial independence and standing up for what they want. So yes, uh, the the banker is definitely on the list. Now, these last three movies. Now, I know what I did with Sister Act One and Two, right? So I gave you a two for one. But this one, I definitely had to put one and two because I feel like they go together like a pimp named Slickback. Shout out to the Boondocks. Because um, I feel like you can't watch one without the other, I guess you could say. And that is Beverly Hills Cop 1 and Beverly Hills Cop 2. Okay? And that is starring Eddie Murphy playing Axel Foley. All right? And just doing what he does best. Making fun of stuff solving crimes okay and the first one he wants to solve the crime of the murder of one of his good friends that came to visit him and um in the second one he in the second one he is solving the crime of uh what happens in beverly hills when it comes to uh the what was it i think he was the captain i think he was the captain of the police department and he made good friends with him from the first Beverly Hills cop and in the second Beverly Hills cop the captain gets shot in broad daylight and so because he made friends with the captain and the captain's daughter he has decided to uh, leave Detroit once again travel over to Beverly Hills and solve the crime and of course he links up with Taggart and um Oh, what was that dude's name? What was Judge Reinhold's name on that show? 
Billy, Billy, that was his name, Billy and Taggart. So once again, um, he meets Billy and Taggart for the first time. And of course, the first one, but then in the second one, they're actually friends. And of course, there are more Beverly Hills Cops sequels. However, they ain't going on my list. I ain't going there. Don't, no, no. I'm going to stick with one and two. One and two, I feel like, is where I'm just going to leave it at. Okay. So those. Um, those two don't go together. Those are two separate. But the last movie on my list, whew, this is the 40th one on the list. Okay. We made it, y'all. We made it. We made it all. We did all 40. We talked about all 40. The last one on the list is starring none other than Michael, Mike Epps, uh, Ice Cube. Okay. Tommy Flanagan, Eva Mendez, all right, and it has one of the legendary lines that I don't care who, who well, I, I, no, you should care who you say it to, because they may not get the reference, but you could go to some, you could possibly go to someone and say 15, 30, 37, 38, do 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 45, 47, okay, you could do that. And they're going to get it. Or you could say, uh, who, uh, who's the white? The white around your lip. Okay? Like, <laughs> shout out to Mike Epps. Or, you'll never find a forehead like mine. You don't got a forehead. You got a five head. You know, uh, this movie is hella silly and hella goofy. Okay? So, uh, Ice Cube, I believe he's a, I think he's a bounty hunter or something. Or he a cop? I think he's a cop. Uh, no, I think he's a bounty hunter. He's a bounty hunter, and Mike Epps is always in trouble with, with the law, okay? He's always in trouble. But Mike Epps, at this point, he ends up buying a lottery ticket, and it just so happened that the lottery ticket, it hit, okay? It it hit. And so there's all these antics and everything that takes place, uh, and they get involved. It's... It's craziness, but it's definitely fun to watch. Um, Mike Epps definitely did his thing, and I feel like Mike Epps brought this film to what it was supposed to be. And that is why I made it the last one on the list to discuss, because how could you not like All About the Benjamins? Now, mind you, I I thought there was I would have thought they would have made a sequel. I feel like it could have been good to try to make a sequel, but alas, they did not. But y'all. All About the Benjamins is definitely going on the list because it is not about slavery. It's about having a good time and uh, <laughs> winning some money. <laughs> so, y'all, we went through the entire list. We went through the entire list of 40 movies and TV shows that were not about slavery to add to your uh, already set list or, you know, maybe never thought of, haven't seen it in a while list, all right, uh, to put on there. Okay, so I will go over once again the entire list, just one by one, no description in between like I did, you know, for the last, um, what, almost like last hour, I guess. And I'm definitely shout out to everybody who came through. I'm going to go ahead and play your messages. All right. And again, if you are listening to me on other platforms, make sure you download the stereo application on Android or iPhone. Decorate your avatars. You see fit. Follow me, E-Read, a.k.a. Melanin Seduction. I'm the one with the purple hair. Then DM me. Let me know that you followed me and that's who you are. And then I will follow you back. Okay.
So I'm going to play these messages. And then before I go and do my closeouts, you know, and say my um my goodbyes or see you laters, I'm going to say that, my see you laters, then I will go definitely go over the list one more time. Just in case y'all want to go get a pen and a paper. Or for those who hit the play back here, I hope you enjoyed my list. Let me just say, we do not care. Aw, he doesn't care. That's okay. You don't have to. That's the movie I was telling you about. That's the movie I was telling you about. And you know what's another classic? The Little Richard story. The Little Richard movie. That's a classic too. Yeah. Shout out to Big Sid, because he, Big Sid went, was, <laughs> he went heavy on my soundbite. If y'all have not checked out my soundbite for uh, cult classic movies, definitely go ahead and participate. Um, and yeah, or participate in the, the one that I have above, you know what I'm saying, for the soundbites and just giving your opinion. But yeah, Big Sid has some good ones in um, what he was saying. And Adrian Crockett was in there. I'm Lester, the co-jester. Y'all other, other young niggas done messed yeah. up. <laughs> yep, Adrian Crockett was in there. Lester, Lester the co-jester. That's right. I'm Lester, the co-jester. That's right. I forgot about that. And then he said, what did, uh, and, and, and just to be clear, it's Atheon Crockett, right? So, Y'all can follow him on Instagram. Him and Spice Adams, they do a lot of good parodies and go back and forth with each other, especially after the verses. But uh, that's right. He said, Lester, the court jester. And then after that, he was telling um, Bernie Mac and Sam Jackson, like, uh, what did he say? Good artists create and great. Wait, good artists create and great artists steal or something like that. I, I can't remember the exact quote, but I just know that he his his character was a plum fool. And he was also was a punk. I ain't gonna hold you. He was really scary. Punk isn't scary. He was definitely scary. But yeah, shout out to Big Sid, though. Hey, Eri, how you doing? I hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon or evening, depending on your time zone. Just came through to show you some love. You know, seeing what's up. What's good? What are we talking about? Have you seen the menu yet? Wait, have I seen the what yet? Wait, hold on. What did he say? I gotta replay that, y'all. <laughs> hey, Eri, how you doing? I hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on your time zone. Just came through to show you some love. You know, seeing what's up. What's good? What are we talking about? Have you seen the menu yet? I'm gonna have to inbox him because I don't know what the manga is. I don't I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. Huh. Well, I'm definitely not gonna play that one again. Okay, so next uh, Bex! Oh, jumping jack flash was my shit. Um yes! classic whooping. Classic whoopee. Classic whoopee. You know what? I ain't gonna hold you. That's where I really got introduced to who the Rolling Stones was. When she was playing, when she was uh, trying to find the cold key and she was listening to the Rolling Stones, Jumping Jack Flash, like, I was like, oh, it's a song too? I was, I was just amazed. But I mean, mind you, I was like under 10 years old, I believe. So it was just like, oh my goodness, like stuff like that was just amazing to me about how there's a, there's a song, a title of a song and it's a movie. What? Like, <laughs> you know, really corny, but hey, I was a kid. I was a kid. With Bernie Mac 
and Samuel Jackson and uh, Adrian Crofton, Lester the Cogesta. <laughs> That's right, Big Sid. That's true. Yeah, Baby's Kids, Pee Wee, OG. Baby's Kid. And he played uh, Kid's Daddy on House Party. Kid's Pop. Yep. Yep. <laughs> See, he was already on what I was talking about. Hi, E. Reed. I went to school for, for a long time ago. Hi, buddy. Hi, Roman. I hope you had a great day at school, buddy. Okay? I'm glad you went to school today. I'm so happy. Did you have fun? I hope you had fun. Eerie, I know what all you're doing right now. <laughs> Please subscribe. <laughs> Roman, where's your where's your mom? Because <laughs> I know you know how to work the phone. <laughs> Roman, <laughs> don't get in trouble with mommy, okay? <laughs> yeah, done that been trolling all day, but I'm gonna get his ass to be uh, on my side. Hey, Riddle Spoons, what's going on? Riddle Spoons, hey, hey, hey. You um, too. To your other, is this the same one? You had a dope ass list the other night. You've been coming up with some dope ass list. Uh, anyway, hey girl, hey. <laughs> Love you, Riddle. <laughs> Hey TMB, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely adding, um, expanding, uh, binge rewind a little bit more with some stuff. So, yeah, um, but you know, I gotta do, I gotta do stuff in phases. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't want to just bombard everything. So I'm glad you enjoyed the list. But yeah, this is this, I decided to do a top forty at the last minute. I didn't decide that until. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, um, but I didn't uh, end up with 40 until the last minute until like I think it was late last night or something like that because I looked at my list and um, and what was it? I think I was I think I was watching something or no matter of fact, it was actually uh, Big Sid when he commented on my soundbite last night and he mentioned Norbit. And I realized I didn't put Norbit on my list. And I knew I would have not felt right in my spirit if I didn't include Norbit. <laughs> so then I couldn't have it be the top 36 movies, you know, on my list. So I had to add four more. So that's how we got to 40. So I felt like it was also fitting, you know what I'm saying, the, the number of 40. You know, it definitely means something within the black culture on certain things. So, yeah, I just kept it at 40. But um, I'm definitely liking the idea of doing the uh, the list. So I will be back with more lists, y'all. Uh, stuff that, you know, I think is cool. Because like I said, we have a mission and a goal. Uh, streaming services and production companies to hire me to watch your content. Because I tell the people, you know uh what's going on all right i'm trying to be the melanated version of siskel and ebert in one person okay all right thank you streaming services appreciate you thank you for the content you could give me a discount on subscription though or just give it to me for free thank you um but yeah uh but i appreciate y'all thank y'all for pulling up uh once again if you have not gotten a pen and a paper yet or if you just want to hit this playback please do so um i'm gonna go over the list one more time 
And if there's anything on the list that you want to uh, bring up or remind you of something, don't hesitate to leave a comment in um um in the queue because I'm still gonna play it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, 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 yeah. Let the people know. Let me know. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Y'all ready? Ready? Okay. Now I'm gonna give you give this in the order I believe. Yeah, it's in the order in which I did the show. Um, because I couldn't change the title. It's too many words. So the first movie I put on there was Southside with You. That is the Obama love story. Okay. Second was Poetic Justice. Uh, How to Be a Player. Next. Oh, and Submissive Tammy. I gave you credit for that one because you mentioned um, uh, uh, something the other day, and it made me, you know, and it was about how to be a player because that was when I said the word Badisi or whatnot. And then also the soundtrack of that album, the song um, that I always request of uh space age pimping yeah yeah <laughs> that's from that soundtrack um so yeah uh next after how to be a player is coming to america after comes after that is soul men not to be cute not to be confused with soul man that came out in the 80s soul men m-e-n not m-a-n um, and that's the one with Bernie Mac and Sam Jackson. Brewster's Millions, starring Richard Pryor and John Candy. How did Stella got her groove back? Uh, Women of Brewster Place. I Am Not Your Negro. Ray. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. One Night in Miami. The Black Klansman. The series Boondocks, animated series Boondocks. Black Exploitation Satire Film, Black Dynamite, the uh, bio, uh, the biopic of N.W.A. Straight Outta Compton, Sorry to Bother You is next, Jordan Peele's uh, horror film, Us, the, <laughs> the satire horror film, Tales from the Hood, the animated feature from Disney, the movie Soul. Uh, the Eddie Murphy film that is on Netflix called Dolomite Is My Name, where he plays the legendary Rudy Raymore, who is Dolomite. Oh, you know what? I did forget a movie. I did. Now that I'm looking at my list, I only gave y'all 39. Well, now it would actually be 41. Oh, well, we here now. It's the Django. I forgot to say Django. So Django was next <laughs> was on the list. See, look, I skipped that one. My bad, y'all. Forgive me, I made a mistake and I forgot Django. But you know, Django is also starring uh, Jamie Foxx, okay, and um, Kerry Washington, and. I mean, at this point, we all know what Django is. Leonardo DiCaprio was in it. Samuel L. Jackson is in it. Quentin Tarantino uh, directed it. Okay, and yeah, it's 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 kind of like a revenge flick, you know. But it's also about uh, breaking the chains and breaking free and not letting your oppressor feel like they can go ahead and just do whatever they want to do and think you ain't going to fight back somehow. You know, it is what it is. And it has an underline, uh, undertone of a beautiful little love story between Jamie Foxx and um, 
um, <laughs> Kerry Washington. <laughs> but the full title is called The Django Unchained. Um, but yes, make sure you definitely check that one out. Uh, Don Johnson is also in this movie. Uh, Jonah Hill, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, <laughs> Walton Goggins is in this movie. Um, and for y'all who don't know who Walter Goggins is, that's actually the guy who was on the movie, I mean, on the series The Shield. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I can't believe I forgot Django, and I was in between Dolomite and Bebe's kids. So, uh, so yeah, Django, and then after Django is Bebe's kids, all right? Then next one is Car Wash, Dream Girls, Dave Chappelle's Block Party, Hustle and Flow, Drumline, the FX series Pose, the HBO comedy series Black Lady Sketch Show, Halle Berry's movie Baps, Sister Act, Jumping Jack Flash, Medea's Family Reunion, the original House Party, Norbit, The Banker, Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2, and lastly, All About the Benjamins. So that is the list. At this point, I wanted to keep it at 40, but see, God just, you know, had other intentions, and I forgot. See how that works out? This is why I love readality, because there's no do-overs. I'm not going to edit that. It is what it is. In life, we make mistakes, and I forgot. So I'm glad I did remember and went over the list again so that I didn't uh, skip that for y'all to add to your list to watch. Um, so, yeah, make sure y'all check any of those out. How to be a player. That's when I got the girl name. I thought the girl name was Sashika Shay. That's a classic for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Ashika Shay. Yeah, that was when uh his his little sister um was definitely all up in his business and stuff like that. So yes, y'all, yes, 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 yes. Um hold on, I got a couple more messages and then I'm gonna go ahead and close out and get up out of here. I'm talking about dream girls. Just gonna say it, dream girls. <laughs> ah, shout out to Big Sam for the participation, though. The goat Richard Pryor. Yep, Richard Pryor in that movie. Mm-hmm. That part. Now, for some people who are probably like, why you didn't put Harlem Nights on there? Why you didn't put this movie on there? That because I feel like some of those movies are already. It's redundant to add those because it's already a part of the fabric. And some of the movies and shows that I listed, yes, we are aware of them. We've probably seen them around. But it just hits a little bit different when we don't put what we would possibly typically put on a list when it comes to it. Because when I was doing my research and looking for lists and getting ideas and stuff, like some of the lists were definitely... Um, <clears throat> excuse me, mimicking each other. It was it was a lot of mirroring going on. So <clears throat> yeah. With that being said, I feel like I have talked myself into uh dryness of the throat. You know what I'm saying? Uh don't walk into that door of opportunity of any window, okay? I know what I said, but I'm about to drink something right now. Okay. 
because I'm about to close out and get up on a year though. I appreciate y'all joining me for another Binge and Rewind special episode. Uh, and this was uh, about Melanin History Month, aka Black History Month edition, a uh, list of 40 now 41 (laughs) movies and tv shows uh to go ahead and watch and thank you so much for participating thank you smoky oaky thank you bunny j for being here i know i seen donatella in here and then bex was in here and quite a few other people i just seen lily in here so i appreciate y'all pulling up on me thank you so much um Your presence was definitely felt. Y'all have a wonderful day. And if you have any suggestions of what I should be watching, then make sure you follow me on all social media platforms or the ones that you use the most. And let me know. DM me so I can know what's up. Put me on game. Okay? Put me on game like I put you on game. It's reciprocal over here you know we do an exchange fair exchange no robbery all right y'all have a good one have a blessed day and i will see y'all later